What it do to all of you? This is the Lost Hero Games Podcast, and welcome back for hopefully a solid hour and a half to two hours of podcast talk about all the latest games and whatnot that we've been playing. Um, of course, later on, you're going to get some new stuff. You're going to get some Borderlands 3 speculation, Watch Dogs 3 speculation, and some talk about the new Pokemon. But before we get to that, we first got to introduce everybody. So I'm Emmett Watkins Jr. I'm not going to forget to say my name at the top of the podcast again. Uh, <laughs> and then we're also joined here by Alan. What's up, Alan? Uh, I know we can get to it when the, what we've been playing, but mm-hmm. Life is Strange has destroyed my feelings towards Walking Dead. Oh, ooh, okay. Ooh, I'm going to elaborate off that in a hot minute. Um, but before we elaborate on that, I have to introduce our other guest. Uh, welcome back, Hunter. <laughs> it's been quite a while. It's, I've been I've been busy, been out on these streets hustling, <laughs> out here grinding, <laughs> out there grinding. Uh, I just want to let everyone know I am a consummate professional, as it's been stated on every other podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm also the number one Pokemon boy. All right, so I'm here. <laughs> the Poke Boy's here to lay loose his thoughts. Um, but speaking of Poke Boys, okay, that's not a good. All right, all right. Oh, no, that wasn't good at all. <laughs> I regret saying that. The worst, not, the worst part of that... <laughs> the worst part of that was it was supposed to be a segue to Life is Strange, but I don't know how the hell that works. Um, so we've all been playing different games. We're going to talk about what we've been playing today, but I want to hear what Al's been playing, because this dude hopped in the group chat earlier and was talking about Life is Strange. So tell me, what has you thinking Life is... What, what do you mean by destroyed your feelings on The Walking Dead? Like, please explain that. Okay, so, and uh, this is why I really wanted uh, Josh Miller on the podcast. Uh, to talk Life is Strange? Well, no, be- more, more along the lines of he'll know what I'm talking about. Huh, okay, try me. Okay, so uh, a couple hours ago, or more like three, three hours ago, Okay. I played episode one. Okay, so you, you've beaten all of episode one? Yeah. Mm, okay. And I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. I mean, the game's been out for four years. <laughs> yes, what is wrong with you? But, oh man, I'm glad you at least came around to it. It sounds like it's holding up in those four years. I'm loving everything. Like, I like the whole time manipulation or time, like, sense of time aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Time travel. Time travel is awesome, especially when it involves teenage drama. Yeah. <laughs> Are you di- Now, I forget where the first episode leaves off, but... Uh, the first um, episode leaves off with doesn't it, doesn't it lead off with the tornado reveal. No, the tornado reveal is in the in the first in the opening of, of uh, the episode. Right, 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 right. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you go back to the tornado reveal. Mm, that's true. And like right there at the end of the episode, then it just starts snowing. Yes, that's like the first uh, foreboding thing that happens. <laughs> I, I'm starting to remember it a little bit now. Um, yeah. The thing is, I went to this totally blind. Like, I never watched any gameplay videos of it. I love the series. Any any of the series, any like I didn't watch before the storm. Then watch Captain Spirit. I'm so impressed you're able to do that. <laughs> no, just something like I'm doing this so my friend up front will think or will be happy that I'm supporting a game he likes. Oh, okay. Well, that's noble. Like I have, I have uh, season one and before the storm on all three major platforms. Hell yeah! Okay, you know what you're doing then. Yeah, because like I was, he he would he mentioned that 
Like, what year did that? Wait, what year did Tales from the Borderlands come out? Ooh, that came out before uh, Life is Strange. I want to say Life is Strange came out 2014, I want to say. So that might have come out 2013. Here, I can look it up real quick, actually. Here comes the t- clicky keyboard. Uh, It came out in... Oh, 2014. Okay, I was wrong. Yeah, it came out on the last gen consoles as well, 360 and PS3. So I was thinking it was later than that. I know that... Tw- it- it went. It was like 2014 and 2015. Um, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> and like I was, I was doing a cast with uh, my f- said friend Adnan and another friend Chris. Mm-hmm. And he would bring up how he would compare about how Don't Nod is very like diligent with their release schedule and how shitty uh- Telltale was. <laughs> well, for reasons we eventually found out when they shut down, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that all seemed light very quickly. Yeah, definitely. It was and being held together with a piece of string. <laughs> and he also mentioned that your cho- like that in the Walking Dead games, your choices don't matter. Mm. Or not the Walking Dead, in most Telltale games after the Walking Dead season one. Um, most. I'll say most because there's one big exception I'm thinking of. I don't know. Did you play Tales from the Borderlands? Oh, I play. I love Tales from the Borderlands. Oh yeah, it's great. I, I'd argue that that one, the choices actually matter, especially when you get to, there's a final kind of encounter and who you can, you can choose to have like a party of characters join your- Are you talking about the uh, Power Rangers moment? Yeah, yeah. Without spoilers. Yeah. Power Rangers moment. You can choose like other characters from the game outside of your main crew to bring with you and who, who you can choose and who is like alive or who is like dead to you or actually dead completely depends on your choices. So I, I really thought that was a, that's like the one thing I can think of where it feels like all the choices from all the whole episodes kind of culminated into something. But otherwise I agree with you. A lot of Telltale games I've played are just, you know, fairly basic in the, in their choices. Okay. So I start, I start playing and, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is going places. Certainly. <laughs> and like going back to uh, Max's dorm room, and it's a Jose Gonzalez song. Oh yeah, like the the piano uh, songs they have playing. Crosses. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch Final Fantasy Spirits Within, the greatest sci-fi movie of all time? <laughs> <laughs> that, wow. that surprised the hell out of me when I saw that because for a second there I thought I was playing. I forgot I was playing a Square Enix game. <laughs> I was like, that, how the hell do they have that in here? I was like, the whole like that whole Easter egg. I was like, why? Why would you do this? Like. <laughs> this almost like didn't this almost destroy your company? What are you what are you doing? But it's nostalgia. Whether it's good or bad, it works. <laughs> what I ended up doing was, or I like I, I was listening to the song. I sat on the I sat on the bed. I was just taking it like taking in the experience of the music and everything. Then I started mm-hmm. playing the guitar. Oh, and that was it. <laughs> that was a wrap. And, and the mix of like the the guitar bits added to the to the song. Uh huh. Made it better. Indeed, it did. You were hooked from then on. Sounds like yeah, and but I mean, <laughs> I'm, it's left me almost speechless. Like you didn't expect. Because here's what I want to ask: it, it sounds like you're really flabbergasted by how much you enjoyed the game. Can I ask what about it? Like, because I don't think you were specifically hating on the game or anything beforehand. But no, I know. I, I mean, I just had never played it. Like I bought it on PC and P- PS4. Mm-hmm. I think it, it might have been actually free on PS4 at one point, the first season at least. Um, 
but yeah was it was it the fact that it was a teenage drama that you were just like kind of counting it off so to speak or was it just like it just wasn't on your radar that strongly you just knew people liked it but just had no idea why because apparently you were able to avoid talk about it all this time which i'm super impressed by yeah the only thing new was that before the storm was a prequel to season one yeah yeah well that's kind of like inherent in the pitch but it doesn't because the prequel doesn't have to spoil anything like far cry new dawn (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah yeah, it sounds like you're really enjoying it. Sounds like this is gonna be one that you're gonna like just run through. Yeah, and I'm deciding. I decided to upload it. And have like have Star Trek Evolution on Thursdays. Uh, I'm gonna do a similar type of thing. You see, I'm with on Saturdays. Hmm. Okay. Walking Dead on Sunday and Life is Strange every other Monday. Hmm. All right, that sounds like the move. You know, I might actually, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit because be, my spring break actually started from school. I have an idea for a video series related to Life is Strange as well that I've talked about previously, but we'll talk about that offline. So there might be a lot more Life is Strange than you might've thought coming, um, but we'll, we'll discuss it off, off air. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really glad you're enjoying it. I can't wait to see what you think. Cause I, the biggest what the fuck moments I had were the end of episode four and the end of episode three. So I'm super, actually, actually the end of episode two was pretty crazy as well. Uh, pretty much after episode one, episode one's super tame. Like I'm surprised that that's the demo. That's a free episode they let everyone try because two, the ending of two is crazy. The ending of three is crazy. The ending of four is crazy. And then the ending of five is painful in a way that you'll eventually see. <laughs> but I'm super excited to see what you think, because I think that's one of the, I mean, that's, they beat Telltale at their own game in a lot of ways, so I'm excited to see what you think about it being, uh, you know, playing Telltale games as much as I have, so good shit. Yeah, I mean, I've practically played every Telltale game since, <laughs> since, since, since the future. Oh, damn. <laughs> you're, you're almost the same boat as me. I played that, too. Shout out to PlayStation Plus. <laughs> Shouts out. Amen. Awesome. Uh, so moving on to other stuff, uh, was there anything else you played this week? Yeah, I poured nearly 20 hours into Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> okay, are you only are you getting into that because we because I lost my mind when I had multiplayer on last episode, <laughs> or is Anthem making you want to go back into it? Uh, well, update on Anthem. I uninstalled it. <laughs> okay, so I go pretty down down drain. I mean, wait, did you buy it digitally? I want to say you did. Yeah. Well, joke's on you, boo-boo. If you really want, you can maybe call someone and get your money back, but yeah, fam. I don't know. I, mm, I need to move. I'd rather destroy my copy. <laughs> <laughs> I really, okay. I, I mean, I have no leg to stand on because I played Anthem for literally 45 minutes in the demo, but like, I, I just, I have a feeling that game isn't as bad as everyone's saying, but people like to hate on things on the internet. <laughs> and I'm I just... Forget, I forget. What a press site it was. I think it was IGN. Mm-hmm. And they were like, and they 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 were like, it was a Facebook thing that they were Facebook Live. Something. Oh yeah, 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 Facebook Live. Yeah. Can uh, the Division Two fill the void? That made, that made by Anthem. I don't know. I've heard some things about Division Two that kind of make me worry for that game. Really, I've I've heard. I, I've kind of seen. Division two talk going an upswing since the open beta started yesterday, which uh, I'm I want to try out at some point. I've heard that game runs 
pretty ragged. Like frame rate wise, like on a technical like, level, like in every like aspect. At least, mm. on, at least on PC. I don't know about console. It could be fine on consoles, but like I yeah, it was fine on consoles. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It could be good. It's just like it, it does not sound good if you. <laughs> well, I feel like that's the case with about half the PC releases that come out, but um. But hey, we'll see. I think uh, Fran Marbella's playing it on PC, so I might check out a stream or something, but I just want to hop back into open beta this weekend and give it a shot, because I barely played the closed beta, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Um, so were there any other games you want to give a quick shout-out to, Alan, or is that pretty much all you've been... Wait, you never talked about Inquisition. How's Inquisition? Did you beat it originally, or why? are you coming back? I'm coming because I was... <laughs> I... When I sold, or not when I sold, when I gifted my old PS, but my original, maybe like my regular PS4 to Connor. Yeah, yeah. I that was one of the uh, another victim of saved data data that I didn't uh, back yeah, up. You were talking about this in the group chat. That's really terrible. And I couldn't. There's no point in trying and playing it on an, on Xbox. Mm-hmm. So you just went ahead and got it on what Xbox One? Well, no, I already I'd already owned it on Xbox One. Oh, digitally? Or yeah. Okay, okay, I get you now. But, but, but since I went through multiple consoles since <laughs> I first yes. bought it, yeah, yeah, I decided to just play it on PC. Smart. I'm sure it runs a lot better than most of the console versions of them, anyway. Yeah, and it is a damn beautiful game. Certainly, that Frostbite engine, dude. <laughs> it makes some great graphics. I will say, because I've actually been slightly interested in Inquisition, um, and that's back when it first came out, because I'm not, I'm not normally a fantasy RPG guy. Like, I'm the type of... I played Witcher 3 for, like, two hours and was like, I'm bored. Um, uh, but, you knew you have to play Witcher 3 on Xbox One X. Eh. I, I mean, I just don't care. I just don't care. I actually own... I think I own Witcher 3 on PC, actually. Let me see. I might be wrong on that. But I really, because I own Witcher 1 and 2 on PC, which I haven't actually tried to see how they run on this new system. I'm sure they run fine. But yeah, I, I just, I can't get it up for fantasy RPGs. The only exception. That's what she said. Wow. <laughs> she, she can't get it up. That's a little bit peculiar. No, you said you can't get it up. Oh, well, that's, that's very true. Uh, anyway, I, I, I have no defense there. You got me. Um, yeah, I, I just can't do fantasy RPGs. The only exception has been Skyrim. I put like a good 150 hours into that game. But I don't know what it is. I From just looking at Inquisition, I'm hoping that it could be the type of RPG to get me from a gameplay perspective, because that's what Skyrim got me. I could barely tell you what happened in the story, except for the fact that I got married and my wife immediately walked out of the way and could never be found. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, she literally walked out of the courthouse before I could even talk to her after the wedding, and then I went through the door, and she was gone. Wasn't at my house or anything, so she just died. I don't know where she is. Such a great metaphor for my love life. Um, Damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anywho, uh, how how is the gameplay in Inquisition? Is it like a little bit deeper? Is it like more active, or is it a little bit more passive, like a kind of like the uh, Origins that came out before it? Well, it. There, it's an evolution from from Origins to two, then to Inquisition. Oh, okay. So certain uh, perks or skills mm -hmm. you get, sort of at like level playing field. Oh, okay. So it kind of brings everything to 
one constant. Yeah, so okay, um I'm gonna drop some some <laughs> mild spoilers. Yeah. After the bad guy okay. may forces you to to go on the run. Or you have to there's sort of a big battle in your home base. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you have to hold off until everyone can escape. Alright, this sounds vaguely familiar. You have to find, or once, after everything goes, after the Empire Strikes Back moment. Okay. Like where all hope is lost. And then you come back with the hope, sounds like. Yeah. Classic. You you get a new move, or not a new move, a new uh, skill. Oh, okay. Where you can, like, open a fit, use your, um, your mark to open, like, a rift. Like a fade rift. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like a bl- like a black hole, where it's it just it like, it's it drains life points and mm-hmm. sucks up the enemies. True. Okay, <laughs> that's a little bit more crazy than, of an ability than I thought they'd have in that game. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Okay, so it seems like they vary it up with kind of the spells and abilities in that game a little bit more. Yeah, and it's. When I first played the game, or yeah, during my first playthrough, I wasn't that I wasn't I didn't fully really under like fully understand what what I was supposed to do. Okay, speaks great for a game. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And now I'm like after I did uh, Dragon Age Keep, mm-hmm. which is Bioware, which was Bioware's answer for. How how do how do my decisions end up in this game? Since oh. Dragon, since Dragon Age or, or Origins and Two were on the last gen consoles. Okay, that makes sense. It's kind of like they're uh, pick your own adventure, so you can transfer your your choices over. Well, no, it's literally a an image, and you play, like you click on it, mm-hmm. and you just pick what ha- you literally just spare bones. You just pick what happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it's a little bit different than what I thought it would be. But hey, that sounds good, though. Sounds solid. Hmm. All right. So is that... Well, since you said you were loving Life is Strange so much, it seems like you've hopped on Life is Strange from that. But do you think you're going to, you know, keep running through it? And did Wait, did you beat it the first time? I don't remember if you said that. Uh, No, I just got in the Skyhold. Oh, okay. So do you think you're going to try and beat it this time around? Or is this just you had an itch for it, so you just went back briefly? I'm going to try. Okay. Yeah, I remember that was a giant game when it came out, so very intimidating. If you can beat it before all these with these other games come out and everything, then shoot, be my guest. But I mean, it's going to be what eight years before the next game comes out? <laughs> before the next Dragon Age? Maybe uh, not. It, de- it depends if Fire is still open. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll still be open. I, I mean, you, you think about the last two. Anthem isn't that much of a flop, and Andromeda. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it, it's gonna get a lot better than what it is. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I part of me wants to think Anthem was made more so due to EA's desire than yeah. uh, Bioware's own desire. Part part of me wants to feel that way. Um, I, I feel like it's the exact opposite of what Apex, how Apex was created. But we'll see. Um, I have a feeling they'll get back to their roots with the the next game is going to be a Dragon Age game almost certainly. So. You know, if that one ends up being what everyone wants, then I think they're in good graces again. So no worries. 
Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll have to see what happens on that one. Uh, so please do keep us posted on that. Um, so we'll switch over. Uh, Hunter, what have you been uh, playing this week? Uh, I've been playing uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Um, Ooh, okay. And I, 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 I play Pokemon Go with my friends a lot. And like uh, I was kind of like hesitant to pick up this game because I didn't know how I feel about no random encounters or like any like the Pokemon trapping kind of like not all there. Yeah. But um, I'm actually really enjoying this. Like, it's not, it's, like a, it's not like a normal Pokemon game where I feel like, it almost feels like, like, parts of it feel like a chore. But it's nice to be like, to, like, walk through tall grass and not have to worry about random encounters, like, every two seconds. <laughs> um, and, and it's mostly, it's, the, um, the motion controls aren't even that bad to, like, deal with. It's like, this, it's a, if, if you've never, like, if you've got, like, a, like, a small child, they probably really love this game, or like even if you just want to like relax and play like a fun kind of like collect a bunch of stuff game. Like this is definitely this is definitely a game you want. Sounds like a good podcast game. Yeah, it it's it's it like the the gyms and stuff are still there, so it's like there there's battles, but it the, just removing the the random encounters kind of turns it into like a more laid back experience. Huh. Okay. Uh, it. It's just, just really good. Like it's it's remake of red and blue, so it's like we've all done this before, but it it's just such an interesting thing that they did, uh, that seriously kinda changes the whole thing, which is really nice. Hmm. Um I've also been playing more Tetris ninety nine. Uh that game's fucking awesome. Hell yeah. I really like that game might single handedly get me to buy a Nintendo online subscription. It is, it is that game is very, very intense, and like I feel like it's a it's a time waster. Like you, I played like I started playing at like six p.m. and like next thing I know it's like eleven p.m. and I'm gonna have to go to bed. But it's like <laughs> the game is awesome. I I really really enjoy it. Yeah, man. It sounds like the one battle royale that I feel like I have a chance at, but yes. it it also feels like the one battle royale that's most luck based because. Because you can, I mean, sure, you can choose like who you're directing your lines to, but like all your pieces are somewhat randomized. Who you're sending the lines to, you can literally set and randomize who who everyone else is sending it to are based off of like different factors. It's really hard to get a consistent like look at what's happening on the playing field at any given moment, but it also, because of that, it feels like, oh man. I, I have a chance. If I'm good enough, then I can fight against all these random elements if they are in my favor. Yeah, definitely. It's like it's um. I've also like my favorite thing about Tetris Ninety Nine is all the Twitter videos I see of people getting insane comebacks. Yes, that is the greatest thing. It is so good. Yeah, like I, I love that game a lot. But, um, yeah, man. Other than that, I really haven't been playing much video games. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. The OPE, the OPE. I will say though, when you were talking about Let's Go Eevee, I've really been I. I really can't buy any video games right now due to, because I told y'all I bought all these, like, I got this PC and these consoles and these other games. It's because of that that I shouldn't be buying any games, but I also, like, need to save my money for other more important things right now. Oh, yeah. But I saw Pokemon Let's Go Eevee is, like, 45 bucks at, no, I saw it for 30 bucks somewhere earlier yesterday, and I was, like, kind of close to being like, yo, I like Eevee a lot. I've never played a Pokemon game. I was like thinking about it. An interesting place to start. Like, I generally, if you do do it, I generally hear, be curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, mainly I'd be buying it because, like, Evie, like, 
Evie's the cutest damn thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, I, I could totally go for that. But at the same time, I'm like, oh man, I should really, I should play, I should play more than the two hours of Zelda I've played and more than the one hour of Odyssey I've played. So I should really get the, get the game out of the games I own already before I go popping up the other ones. But especially with all the sword and shield talk that's been going on, seeing that just got me a little bit tantalized. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that shortly. Um, So yeah, if you uh, don't have any more games to talk about, I'll talk about what I've been playing the last few days. Um, so here's what I, so I'll leave off. I'll start off with what I left off with on last podcast. Cause I forgot to talk about it. Um, I finally played halo for the first time. Um, halo one combat evolved, uh, with this Xbox. I mean, I got games pass. Wait, what were you saying? You've never played a halo game. Okay. Besides, besides like random, uh, like split screen matches in sci-fi club during high school i've never played a halo campaign uh, oh okay you never played a campaign that okay that's just yeah. <laughs> i was about the multiplayer is like when i was a kid that was the thing like that was yeah <laughs> that was the biggest thing on earth certainly and i definitely played a lot of specifically halo 3 i think was the one that was out when i was playing um but yeah i was a big fan of that now with this one, now that I'm playing the campaign for the first time, it totally it's it's odd because from a gameplay perspective, the gameplay has aged very well. It doesn't feel too old in that respect because you'll get like I've played uh, some way older games. Like I remember playing shooters back on the PlayStation 2 that were not optimized for dual stick usage. Like you'll get some shooters that are like you're rotating the screen with one stick and you're walking with the other stick, but they didn't really the the idea of aiming down sights is still in the center when you zoom in. Yep. Wasn't an idea yet. <laughs> you you would just zoom in and you'd be a cursor on the screen. And you'd move the cursor around the box of vision. Um bad ideas like that. But Halo doesn't suffer from any of that. It has actually a pretty smart system. And especially with this health system where you have that shield until the shield oh, runs yeah. out. Yeah, that's like super that's a good Yeah. Proto Doom, kind of. You know oh, I mean? Proto Doom 2016. Yes. Where okay. It's like, where it's like you, you kind of you don't just like hide behind cover. You don't like take cover. You you you're kind of in the fray. Mm-hmm. Not completely because you still have the cooldown and stuff. But like it, it definitely like at times it can feel exactly like Doom. Yeah, I I definitely get that comparison because the gameplay. There's there's no cover system and just the way you crouch because they have it to where you can like change. I change the controls to be a little bit more traditional um, away from that bumper jumper thing. I just put it to where it was uh, aimed down sights with the left trigger. But yeah, with that, how the controls are set up, it does not encourage you to stay behind walls to heal and all this stuff. It is really encouraging you to get out there and to just you, you have to the way to not lose health is by just killing enemies. And with that shield, the, the shield is pretty generous, actually. It gives you enough of a barrier to, like, go out there and fight and then regain that shield back pretty swiftly. So it's a little bit forgiving in that respect. Now, I will say, while the gameplay ages very well, uh, the level design is kind of very... It's, it's, it's some straight-up 2000, whenever this came out, 2001, 2002-ish level design. Um, empty like rooms where you just shoot at shoot at aliens. 
<laughs> exactly. It it's a lot of it's a lot of just big arenas, big I don't want to say empty in a negative sense because that comes off negative, but it's just the enemies and like some big rocks most of the time. And I mean that's great. It it, it it's great to kind of like they'll give you a sniper rifle and then they'll give you a big arena to use that sniper rifle in. So from that perspective, it's good level design where it's encouraging you to use different weapons. But the the biggest pet peeve I have is very early on, I, I only played for like the two, the first two hours of Halo One, and I actually want to play some more over the spring break here. Um, but yeah, when I was playing that level, there's a there's a bridge that you got to cross in some type of covenant area or something like that. And for the love of God, I sat there for a good twenty minutes and could not find how to turn on this bridge and cross. It was the most obtuse thing. I finally looked it up online. Someone had the same problem when they went to the Master Chief Collection, had the same issue, and we're trying to find this damn switch. Turns out it was just some random tunnel that you had to go through on the side. But I wouldn't have known that. It, it wasn't laid out in a way that led you there naturally. It was something completely off to the side that, that was just dumb. <laughs> and, and I'm sure that's no, that's no big fault to Bungie. Uh, level design's come a long way in the last couple of years. So, you know, this it's an old game. I can't fault it too much, but... I, I hope that there's not too many things like that in the game, because otherwise the game is actually pretty smart about directing you. Um, there's another level where it's like a big map that you have to drive from point to point and collect different uh, members of the Spartan team. And they have like big flashing lights telling you where to go. They have like a big waypoint marker on there if you're driving around aimlessly too long. Like that, from that perspective, it's pretty smart. But I hope there's not too many of those where it's like, go to one specific point. It's in a small room. You should know where to go. Yeah, it's it, it like it, it suffers from like its age. Like it, it yeah. It, it's it's one of those mm-hmm. things. that's like I don't want, almost don't want to return to because that was like such a big part of like stuff. <laughs> you want to keep that that nostalgia terrorist well, in your mind. I want to keep those memories to myself. You know. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I I'd recommend. Well. I, that's like the biggest problem I have because I once again I got to play some more, but the gameplay is great. I'm definitely gonna stick with it from a gameplay perspective, and also the music is fantastic. Oh yeah, like I knew I always knew the Halo music was great, but I just never really cared because never played the games. Dude, the the opening mission when you don't have a weapon and you're just running through all these these running through the tunnels and all these enemies are coming at you, it felt awesome. Like. I was really surprised because otherwise, without that music, the, the game would have felt super basic, super generic. But that music just brought it to like such a big hype level that I was just instantly a fan of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually whew, it, when I played through because I since I have the Master Chief collection through Games Pass, my plan before the end of the year is to go through Halo 1, 2, 3 and 4 and ODST and 5. That's like my hope. And then maybe I don't know if Reach is on Games Pass, but if it is, then I'll do that one too. Reach, Reach is like ODST is weird, and I think you're gonna find out when you play it. I, um, I remember hearing some stuff around launch when it came out. It it actually interests me because it sounds like noir Halo. I kind of really like that game, but I don't don't get like I don't. It's hard for me to explain what I like about that game so much. But it's like it's such a weird weird thing they did, and it works really well. I think. Um, but Reach is definitely like. Another game that, when I was a teenager, I put like thousands of hours into probably like that game. Oh my god, so good! Shit, that's a that's a hefty load. Um, yeah, I played a lot of Halo ODST online. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm hoping to because that's actually where Firefight mode originated from as well. Yep. 
So yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to finally try out that mode. Finally try out. I'm afraid to go online in Halo because I know at this point it's only going to be the most hardcore of hardcore playing. There's there's some killers out there. Let me tell you, <laughs> some killers indeed. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited to play some more of that. I'll play some more this week. Um, and I've also been dipping my toes into. Um, actually, I just played like an hour. The first like maybe not even hour. I mean like 30, 45 minutes of Super Mario Odyssey. Um, that game's cute. <laughs> that game is adorable. You're right. Yeah, that game is like aggressively adorable. Um, I'm, I'm gonna play some more. I, I don't have too much to say about it, but it's very like I don't know. I one thing that I'm always find that I'm not always, but one thing that I'm quickly finding a little bit annoying in these Nintendo games is I'm so used to because I'm once again I'm a PlayStation guy, so I'm used to the PlayStation level of production quality. Nintendo has great production quality, like all their games like look exquisite and you know have great art design and everything. The pet peeve I have, I have to read the text in every single Nintendo game. Yep. Like I I I I'm sure at this point Mario and Zelda as well, or Link as well, they're such iconic characters that it will be weird to give them a voice, but why can't they have a voice? Link is at a point where, like, I I kind of understand why he doesn't have a voice, um, because like he's he's supposed to be the player, he's supposed to be you, but like with Mario, it's like they're a, they're making like an animated Mario movie, like you know, it's like it's mm-hmm. it's getting weird that he doesn't have a voice, in my opinion. Like it's like he he should have like he should say things, like he shouldn't be like <laughs> he shouldn't be like Assassin's Creed level exposition, but he should say like th- more than like two things. Yeah, it's it's very peculiar. Like he just does like he 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 does like random moans and grunts, but in the cadence of an actual sentence. So it's really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I don't... Strange. It, uh, it makes me uncomfortable at times. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit odd. Like especially when Bowser starts Mario Odyssey, and you can hear words that he's saying, but they have subtitles. It's like, dude, just commit. <laughs> Like just give give Bowser a, a voice. <laughs> like it definitely feels like like that 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 was the game where they're like, all right, we're gonna commit to it, and then they kind of didn't. Exactly. This would have been a good one too. It's already weird that he's in an actual human city. I don't know. I I don't want to just pet peeve all day, but it, yeah, that's that's weird. <laughs> it, it's a great game. I really like the game. It's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's another one I plan on. I think the Nintendo games I'm gonna like have to chip away over a longer period of time. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to come back to it. Uh, I, I love I love me a good platformer. Um, my time with what Rat- that's one thing I did notice when I was playing Mario Odyssey. I was like, yo, this is just like Ratchet and Clank, <laughs> which is well, which is like a dumb thing to say. And not in the way that it's like a shooter mixed with a platformer. It's in the way where some of the quirks in the platforming of Ratchet and Clank were in this one. For example, uh, in Kraken Time, you'd like if you there was this one level where they had a bunch of bushes everywhere on display on the space planet if you walk through the bushes or through your wrench at it you get like a couple bolts and they have that same thing here in mario odyssey they reward you with exploring every inch of the place um and there's some pretty cool secrets to found in just the first few levels so I, i'm excited to see what else that game has in store for me uh it's uh it's a good time. It's a very good time, and I'm excited to see what else is in there. There will be a part that I guarantee you, you will not see coming, and I don't want to spoil it for you. But like, <laughs> there's a part that, that happens, which is like the almost the biggest spectacle in the game. I say almost because the ending is fantastic. Hmm. Um, 
but like close to the end, there's a boss fight that is equally the coolest and most bizarre thing ever. Ah, uh, I fuck with it because that's that's a big reason why I wanted to try out these Mario games. Like I've talked about, Metroid is like the biggest nintendo exclusive i've wanted to try but hearing everyone talk about mario galaxy really got me interested and excited just looking at that game and now similar things have been said about odyssey so i'm excited to get to that point um but yeah i'll come back with my thoughts on that um and then the last thing i wanted to talk about uh i I did play a few i I played a little bit more of metal gear solid rising revengeance um or i guess just metal gear revengeance is what it's called um yeah, I, I've been playing that a lot. God, that fucking game is hard. <laughs> like, what are you playing on? You're playing on uh, normal. Yeah, I'm playing on a normal difficulty. It it's very that game is very difficult. Like, but it it's it's kind of a good difficult in that. Like, I don't think I'm ever really that frustrated with it. Dude, I I got pretty frustrated with it earlier. <laughs> like, there was a one boss fight that I got in where I was so pissed off because I could do it like four times. Is it the purple guy who like? Like the like separates into a million pieces. Uh, monsoon. Uh, yeah, that's monsoon. Yeah. Yes, that was the that is the boss. He's he pisses me off. He I it took me twelve times to beat him, dude. He's such a he's such a smug asshole too, and I hate him. <laughs> he is. It fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. I, it took me a long time to get through that, but I I'm the thing I have to start learning is the parry system. Yep, that it'll save your life. Yeah, like, I'm starting to realize that I need to be using that more, but it's hard to, like, know when, like, enemies will just attack you, and it's not like a typical parry system, like a God of War or something, where you get that obvious time pauses because you just did a good parry. It's literally just, oh, you hear a tink of the sword, and you're not taking damage in this hit. And so it's really hard to, like, nail it quickly, because the game doesn't slow down. That is a a fighting games and, like, platinum thing where it's like where they, they really want you to be really good at pairing like it's a it's almost a necessity yes exactly oh god i that, it's kind of frustrating but i i'm enjoying it enough where i i feel like i'm close to the end of the game but looking at the trophies i'm nowhere near the end so uh, i think i'm about halfway through right now so um i'll come back to that one that's another one where i'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit and i want to play some more of it that game gets weirdly prophetic toward the end. Just letting you know. Pro- prophetic? Yeah. There's a. There's a. There. I don't know if you met him yet. There's a character who uh, says something that. Oh, know. I think I know. I saw a clip of this on Twitter like okay. months ago. You know, talk, you know about Senator Armstrong and him saying "Make America Great Again." Yep, I, I saw that clip. <laughs> I swear to God, Trump saw that and made it his slogan. <laughs> Good God! Oh man, my have the. I was going to say the mighty have fallen, but I'm not going to ascribe the term mighty to anyone in that ilk. Uh, nope. So, yeah. So that's like the last like big major release that or release major game I've played this week. Uh, I, I played a whole bunch of other like smaller titles. I I played a little bit more Sniper Elite V2, which I've talked about in the show already. Um, played a little bit of actually played the first few minutes of Sniper Ghost Warrior 2, Ooh. which. All right. <laughs> Which is a game that I pretty much only got because I got it in a random Steam bundle. It's bundle, random Steam bundle. Um, Fanatical had like a sale on Steam bundles all the last week, and I bought like a good two or three of them um, just to see what I would get. And that was one of them. It's the most generic military shooter I've ever played, uh, <laughs> and it's not very just, flavorless. Yeah, it's totally like military shooter. It's like hey, I want a military shooter, and what you think of is this game. 
complete with scripted sequences with the quiet footsteps through the swamp. With the dialogue. Yes, the like you got to take on your left there, and I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> like it, it looks really good. Weird. It is so weird to me how how like Sniper Elite is like. I I love those games. Like mm-hmm. that that is the one that is the biggest out of both of those. Like because it's like it it seems like Sniper Ghost Warrior or whatever the, that series is called is like mm-hmm. would be the like the one everyone gravitates to because it's like it's so modern and like kind of. It's not. It it's a very weird game. I feel like it has kind of like mass, more mass appeal than people realize. It looks like Call of Duty. That's the big appeal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why isn't this? Why don't people more people like this? And I'm like, oh yeah, because it's not very good. <laughs> it's not. I don't even want to say that it's bad. It's just so like mind numbing, mind numbingly generic. It's so. It's mediocre. It's very. Yeah. It's just like when I, I have. I have no strong feelings on it whatsoever. <laughs> That's like very strange to me. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. It is it's very just bleh. Um, but I have it installed still. I, I didn't just straight up delete it. Part of me wants to be like, beat it so you can get the achievements. But I'm also like, man, I could use my time doing anything else. Um, but yeah, and then I play a little bit of a of an independent platformer called Ascendance. Uh, it's, it's made by the same people who made... God, that other indie platformer that I talked about in the past that I'm going to look up right now. Um, all it is is just open. It's like an open environment, run around, jump on stuff, have fun. Refunct is the other game I played from this developer. And Refunct was a really fun, like, it was literally 20 minutes, but it was, what, I bought it for 150 on Steam. And it was a fun little platformer, collect-a-thon type game. And uh, it was fun. Refunct is very similar, but a little bit different. <laughs> so I don't have too much to talk about that. I actually don't like it as much as Refunct, weirdly. Um, and it's it's not thirty minute game either. There there's a lot more going on in it. Um, but I'll I'll if I beat that one, I'll come back and talk about that one more. Um, and that's pretty much it. Before the end of the weekend, I want to get. I, I want to jump into the Division Two beta, like I already said. But I also just realized Deep Rock Galactic, which is this. Uh, this might this Left 4 Dead mixed with Minecraft shooter that I kind of want to try out. Um, that's having free weekend this week, and it ends uh, tomorrow around one o'clock. So I think I'm about to play that right after this. Okay. Yeah, it, it's very like it's a stylized. Like I said, it's Left 4 Dead four player co op, shooting bugs and mines and stuff. But in order to make your way through the mine, you have to actually like mine minerals and mine ore as you're going along. Well, what is this for? It's uh, it's on. I think it's it's. In uh, early access right now, but it is also early access on Xbox, and it has and it's with Game Pass too. Oh, so, cool. right. yeah, I have it on PC. The few weekends on PC, but it is on sale on Xbox. And once again, you have Game Pass; you can try it there. Um, it looks pretty cool, uh, and the art style is very like blocky in a way that I think is cool. Um, so, not like Minecraft, but a little bit more detailed than that. Think like Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, that's I like that. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it, it looks really cool. I'm excited for in early access is twenty five bucks. I imagine it's not gonna come out as a sixty dollar game. But um it looks really cool. Um the same devs behind uh Coffee Stain Studios. I, I wanna say they're the same devs behind what is it? Uh Goat Simulator. <laughs> um yeah, they they worked on Goat Simulator. Um oh it's the publisher Coffee Stain. Okay. Ghost Ship Games is actually the people who made the game and it's their first title. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, Coffee Scene publishes a lot of random stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm going to play that one probably as soon as we're done recording here because I want to get on that before 
it ends in 16 hours. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's my plan for the weekend. And I got a lot more things I want to play. I might stream some stuff. What I want to do this week, because um, once again, I have spring break, I want to do a stream where I just stream a whole bunch of obscure games that I enjoy, that oh. I don't think people know about or care about. Um, I want to fire up. I always talk about the crew. I'm going to stream the crew. That is in my plans. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Stay lame back there. Um, and then I got some other random like indie PS4 platformers uh, that I want to show off. And I have... I'm looking at my games library back here. There's probably a PS3 game or two that I want to show off, but we'll, we'll figure that out later. I got to figure out an itinerary for this thing, but that'll probably be something I do sometime next week. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing this week and what I'm planning on doing later. So, you guys ready to hop into the newsy news? Yeah, let's, uh, let's do it. All right, then. Let's blow this pop stand. Um, so first on the docket, um, I'm just going to be going in the order of you know, things I posted in chat here. Um, I give them the news ahead of time so they can know what we're talking about. And such article is uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield has been oh, announced yeah. for Nintendo Switch. Um, oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, someone's excited. Um, so, of course, you guys probably saw the, the brief Nintendo Direct uh, that happened earlier this week. You got enough of the you got all the announcements. So, uh, what do you guys think about this? Or is this exciting, y'all? Is this tickling your fancy? I, I think people who are saying that the starters are bad are crazy, and <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because the last, the exception of uh, Litten from like Litten is a good design. I really like that one. Last shit, bud. Blush in. But this, this like these characters, uh, Sobble, Groogie, and uh, Scorbunny, kind of remind me of Gen Two. Like they're very similar. Like if you like look at the Hmm. For Gen 2. But they got a similar feel. So like I don't understand why people are all of a sudden be like, oh this is a trash. I hate them. Like they're they're not that different from like things you've had. Yeah, so I I don't know. I I, I really like just like the the um, what's the word? Just the general feel of them. They, the art style of them? Yeah, the art style. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just generally think it's like it's very back to basics and I think that's what they needed. Um, other than that, like setting it in a UK based world is very interesting, and like just the just what they showed off. There was there was little nothing. Like I'm not like I'm, I'm sure there'll be new stuff. <laughs> some guy died. Yep, some guy died. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there'll be new stuff, but generally interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I, I'm kind of I, I, when it comes to the actual. Once again, I haven't played a Pokemon game, but looking at these stars, bro, like. These starters are cute as shit. Like, there's a there's a lizard with anxiety. <laughs> exactly, it's great. We got anxiety lizard. We got we got the flaming bun, and we have the, the yeah, monkey, monkey king. The grass monkey. Grass monkey. That sounds like a slur, but <laughs> oh boy, I love Grookey though. Like that's the one thing when when all these announcements popped off, everyone immediately just. I just saw fan art for all these guys pop up on Twitter immediately. And like, especially with Grookey and Subble, like Grookey just looks like, I just find Grookey very adorable. And I've seen a bunch of pictures of him. I saw this one good picture that someone drew of him that made him look like he was on the cover of a Drake album. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. 
my my favorite my favorite new trend is uh photoshopping guns into his hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're Pokemon Gun. <laughs> we need Pokemon <laughs> Gun, damn it. Pokemon Gun is a great great help meme also. Yeah. Pokemon Gun and Pokemon Trebuchet, that's the next gen. Uh, <laughs> no, wait. My god. Uh, Pokemon also, Catapult. Ver- uh Greg Miller's wrong. I'm getting shield. <laughs> he because he did say like who the hell's gonna buy shield and sure but, enough but i like I, I like the shield yeah what what is it about like what exactly is the differences between sword and shield this time around did they say yet so, nothing so, they want you to they want you to spend your money twice well <laughs> yes that and uh, how it usually works is that there are different pokemon in each version of the game so mm. so like there would be like whole evolutionary alliance you can't get in Pokemon Sword that you can get in Pokemon Shield. Oh, okay. Yeah. It it let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu have like special moves you can get that'll that change between the versions. Um but other than that, like it's usually just the Pokemon selection that you can catch. Neato. Huh. Alright, well I I'm I didn't know that. I, I just assumed they were almost the exact same game with a different case. <laughs> I mean technically yes, but there's also like a slight difference. Okay, a, a very subtle difference. It sounds like. Yeah. Okay, I fuck with it. Uh, neat. Well, I'm I'm excited. Well, I hesitate to say I'm excited because I know in all likelihood I probably won't play this when it comes out. Yeah. Which but is it, fair because like because of things in your life probably. Yeah, things in my life A and B. Just knowing it's not a franchise. I have like like a whole bunch of like I don't know nostalgia for like love for in general. So it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to try out. Especially if, I mean, we got Rage coming in a couple months. Um, we, we got other games coming out through the rest of the year, and I know this one's coming out. Uh, we got Days Gone next month. Oh, yeah, we got Days Gone next month. Jesus Christ. Oh. Depending, on, depending on what people say about that, I might jump on that at launch. Days Gone. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, like, a lot of people are unenthused about Days Gone, but I swear that Anyone who doesn't care about Days Gone is either legitimately just tired of the zombie thing or is drinking yeah, the Kool-Aid of journalists. <laughs> that, that's honestly where I'm at, because like, I kind of I kind of like it more if it was just like a biker game. Like, I, I kind of like the idea of just being an open world, just you and your bike. Like That part is interesting to me. I like that. Yeah, but, it gives me like you and your horse vibes red then just a little bit. It, yeah, and then I'm like, I, I don't care about zombies anymore. <laughs> I mean, I understand it. Some people legitimately just don't care about zombies anymore, but I feel like that sentiment is shared through a lot of the games media because they play, they got to play everything. So yeah, they, they've played so many zombie games at this point, I'm sure they're tired of it. And that, that's kind of their lack of enthusiasm about it is kind of reflecting back onto, you know, audiences at large in some ways. But I just have too much faith. Like I know just... I, I do. I will have her give it, give it that it is pretty actually like, technically impressive that it can that the amount of zombies it has on screen at once is yes. pretty cool. I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I so I'm guessing you haven't seen for the World War Z video game. <laughs> <laughs> but that, it's it's a little different to me when you say that. It just it, it it's it is different than World War Z because I think I have seen a little bit of that game and like I'm not I'm not saying that it's gonna be bad, but it 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 it's different when it's in a triple A game. You know what I mean? Like it's it's there's a level of technical like imp- like impressiveness, I, I guess. Where I, for, I kind of see what you're saying. Um, yeah. For what I'm thinking of, because in World War Z, all the zombies there is really impressive the tech that they're doing. 
But from there, it feels like it's definitely a bunch of like each of those zombies doesn't feel like it's one individual zombies. It feels like just a pixel that piles yeah. on to this other pixel that becomes a big pixely mass. Like you can see there's a clear transformation where they go from one zombie to a crowd of zombies to a pile of zombies going up a wall. In Days Gone, it doesn't look like that. It feels like they're all individual characters that are just in a big, big thing. It doesn't feel like the, their feels, state has changed. Thematically, I feel like that works better in, in Days Gone. Because, like, in World War Z, it's cool mechanically because, like, you see them, like, going up walls and stuff, which is actually, like, pretty awesome. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. And I will say, World War Z, I want to play as well. But, yeah, Days Gone just looks too tight. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> with that yeah, tangent... I, I yeah. learned my lesson from Anthem. I'm not in Fallout 76. I'm not. I'm not playing or Z as much <laughs> as I love the book. You, you just you've learned from all the multiplayer games. Yes. <laughs> Here you go. Single single player salvation has learned. Hey, I will say World War Z looks like a great PlayStation Plus game. <laughs> yeah. Not about instead of instead of pre-ordering a game, I bought Yakuza Kwame Two. Oh, okay. okay. You know what? Fair enough. I'll give you that. And the That's Castlevania good. collection, that they, or two-game collection they have on the PlayStation Store. Oh, yeah, in the sale that's going on? Yeah. I will say, even though it's, like, there's like those ports of PSP games, like, it is kind of nice to have 79 on my PS4. <laughs> like, I'm into that. It's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, go go pick up stuff from that PlayStation Store sale. There's a lot of good things on there. I'm, I'm legitimately thinking about buying Guacamelee 2 again. I own it on Switch, so uh, that's mad lad. Yeah, I'm mad, but I also would like to have that platinum trophy since I already have one and one. Um, but we'll see if I'm crazy or not. Uh, anyway, uh, stop me. Stop me if y'all have more things to say about Pokemon, because I think we're gonna switch over to the next one. Um, all right, we'll go over to the next story. Once again, Pokemon looks cool. Um, I'm not the target demographic, but hey, Hunter seems certainly to ask for it, and I'm sure. Oh uh, yeah. Do it. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of you out there are as well. So with that, we're going to go on to the next story, which uh, I have a lot more to say about. Um, and I'm sure uh, Alan might too. Uh, speculation on Borderlands 3. Uh, so this comes by way of Gearbox. Uh, of course, PAX Eats is coming up later this month in March. And Gearbox said they're coming, but they're also going to be showing some never-before-seen reveals, exclusives, and surprises. So I, I hope to God it is nothing Battleborn related. <laughs> oh I, my God! I, I, uh, they learned their lesson. Hopefully, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of worried that they didn't. But I, I'm sure they again did. they gave us Duke. <laughs> also, if I see Duke Nukem, I'm going to punch Duke. a hole through my screen. Nah, this isn't okay. First off, they've learned their lesson on, on Battleborn. They're not going to do anything else with that franchise unless it's years and years later and they feel like they have they have a legitimately great idea with it. So forget that. But with Duke, because y'all were talking about this in a group chat where y'all are like, oh, what if it's Duke? They only released Duke Nukem Forever as kind of like, because that game was stuck in development forever. They were like, we want to be the ones to be part of history and actually put this game out. I don't think they cared about the content of the game. <laughs> also, they weren't the original de developers, right? Exactly. This was a Three Realms project for like a ten, like decade beforehand. Yeah. It, 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 I, I think, if anything, it has to be Borderlands 3 at this point because it's been how long? 
<laughs> it's been so long. Here, here's my question, though. If you guys remember, do you guys remember Project 1v1 that they have been talking about? Uh, no. no. Okay. They, they opened up a closed beta for it, Project 1v1. It's from what it sounded like, it was a multiplayer shooter in which it was just one player versus one player, but there were like minions on the board. It, it kind of seemed like it was a Battleborn esque, like probably born from that style of play, but it wasn't Battleborn. It wasn't team based. It was just like you're one guy and you're using your minions to kind of, you know, go against their minions, but also distract. The other player so that you can come in and do something else it, it was a very weird concept then because it was so a, overlord <laughs> you know what now that you're saying it a little it's bit like overlord. kind of like league of legends yeah a little yeah a little bit like league, league of legends, legends. It's a, you don't Are you, okay, uh, wait sincerely wait a minute yeah really wait you've never heard of league of legends dead ass i yeah. can't believe i can't believe this Al, okay. Al, you gotta be shooting me with this one wait wait pause 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 heroes of the, the storm only, have the, you heard of that yeah i've heard of heroes of the storm Oh, okay, okay. okay. How, do you, how have you? I don't want that. Okay. Have you heard of Dota? Yeah, I was forced to play a game of Dota. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> it's, Jesus, it's it's Dota with with more harassment. <laughs> <laughs> Effectively, shout out to Riot Games. Maybe not shout out, but <laughs> your name has been spoken. <laughs> uh, it's like Dota. Uh, it. I, I played a lot of League of Legends, but like, man, if it's a lot like League of Legends, I might check it out if it ever comes out because I, I i am definitely into that that's cool mm -hmm. yeah that's i mean that's just what they were talking about this is like good two years ago because i remember signing up for the beta getting in and not being able to run it on my pc so i am i am in on the website right now it looks like they're going to do another test this summer so ooh, okay so it very well could be that they could actually announce what it is considering the summer's, you know, after this event. So here's my question, though. Here's my question. Do we, there's, of course, speculation is Borderlands 3. I have a feeling that if it is Borderlands 3, then whatever Project 1v1 is, is going to be part of Borderlands 3, or it's going to be Project 1v1. I, it, it, whatever it is, I don't, like, looking at the art style for it, I don't part of Borderlands. You don't think it'll be part? No, because... It's very, it looks very, very thematically different. You, you know what? Now I'm looking at it. You're right. It, it does have a little bit more of a, uh, oh, what's it? Oh, yeah. It looks <laughs> like kind of Blade Runner-y, almost. Like, it's got the, like the purple and, like, blue kind of, like, color scheme. Yeah, it has, like, that kind of Unreal Tournament-y look to it. Yeah. If it, if it, it what if it's an Unreal Tournament game? Oh, God. I doubt that, because Epic has that, and they have no reason to do anything. <laughs> that is true. They don't have to now. Oh, well, very true. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, maybe I might be full of bullshit on that one. Because um, now I'm looking at these screenshots, there's definitely an established art style already. Um, I just assume this thing was just but if basic it's art assets. That's kind of interesting, because I'm wondering if it's related to something. I don't know. It, it very well could be a different property altogether. Yeah. Um, and hey, let's not forget these, they're working with the same publisher that has the rights to, uh, evolve. So if you want to think about, you know, multi asymmetric multiplayer experiences, evolve yeah. the studio who worked on evolve is, I, I don't think they're shut down. just working on something different. They could be taking that IP possibly, but my, the biggest thing that makes me skeptical that 
this new announcement or possibly new announcement. They didn't say that they were announcing a new game straight up, but I, I feel like this has to be Borderlands 3 because A, A, it's the 10 year anniversary of the first game. And it's been about six years since Borderlands 2. So this that it's been so long and there's been so many other things in between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3 where I feel like if they were to announce another game that isn't Borderlands 3, people would be in the streets. It would be Diablo Immortal all over again. When did uh, the pre-sequel come out? Pre-sequel came out... I'm going to look it up. Um, actually, I want to say 2013, yeah. 2014. I want to say 2014 as well. Um, pre- because I know yeah. it came out on last-gen consoles. Yeah, it started on last-gen and got ported. Uh, 2014 is when it came out. Huh. So I guess like probably 2016 or 15, the Handsome Collection came out for the port. Um, but yeah, it's been... See, because pre-sequel was done by another team anyway, so you know they didn't even have too much of a hand in it. So I, I just feel like they can't, they can't come out. Gearbots can't come out and be like, "Hey, we got a new game. It isn't the one you want." Like that would be, that would be like, it'd be, it'd be like, like I said, Diablo Immortal instead of Diablo Four. It'd be like uh, Valve saying, "We're making games again. Here's Artifact." <laughs> Like it would be that, and I just don't think Gearbox, because Gearbox has already low key been through some shit in the last couple of days, weeks. <laughs> like we we talked about it on a podcast. Um, even if that stuff is isn't true, which it seems likely that that stuff is not true, um, where that 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 just that news story, that headline alone, kind of tarnishes their reputation a little bit. So I feel like they can't afford to come out here with another game that isn't what people want. Yeah, um, yeah this is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, like if if they fuck up, I don't know what they're gonna do. And it's not that I feel like like the future of the company depends on their next game being Borderlands Three, but I feel like they're really gonna turn corner if it isn't Borderlands Three in yep. people's minds. Um, so I, I will ask though. If this was Borderlands Three, what exactly would you guys hope to see in it? Like, what features? What uh, that things? is exactly like Borderlands Two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it, how so though? How how so? That it as in it's a four player co op game with no no crazy microtransactions or anything that they're gonna do they pulled in the past. Oh, oh, you mean like stuff with um, I don't say Battleborn because I don't remember what Battleborn's monetization structure was. They did go free to play at some point, but I don't think people really cared. Um, I feel like the most they do, because one thing I really did appreciate with Borderlands 2, and I think pre-sequel as well, that whole system with shift codes and the golden keys. Yes, that, I um, don't want that. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to spend money. For- <laughs> mm-hmm. See, that's one thing. They had that where you could just get random rolls of random loot till the end of Eternity, but you had to either earn those keys or they just give them out for free in like conventions or on Twitter or literally hands or I got a handsome Jack figurine for Christmas and there was a shift code for Borderlands who were pre-sequel in that. So Hell yeah. yeah, to give them away in just the most random places. So I, I'd like to see that tradition continue. But at the same at the same time, I just I, I can't shake the feeling that they're going to have to if they just came out with Borderlands 2 again, people like it, but I don't think I don't think it would be exciting. I think they have to do something a little bit different. I just don't know what that could be. Now, what I don't want them to do, I don't want to go into Sanctuary 2 or whatever the new hub area is, and there's like 20 players running around with names over their heads. I don't want that. Yeah, me neither, actually. (laughs) Yeah, because that's like the thing. 
because like that's a big reason why games like like I love Destiny too, and I, I bought Forsaken for Christ's sake. But like that's the thing that I'm so like turned off by now. I, I sometimes I just want to play, you know, I just want to play a single player game, and and have it only be at around point, like, at that point. It's no longer Borderlands, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I I'd hope that they're not that dumb, but well, to be fair, that there was a bit of there was a story that a storyline or arc that they didn't do themselves they oversaw and i wonder and that is tales from the borderlands and i want to know how that had like if that has implications for Bo- uh, borderlands 3 oh yeah i i'd like to see that too i mean i i want fiona as a vault hunter <laughs> i don't know if that's just everyone else i don't know if i mean know. wait have you played tales from the borderlands uh hunter yes i have oh good good well i i don't want to spoil it for the sake of listeners but like I, I feel like you'll you'll know you'll get a big hint if the events from that game apply to a three, because there's one somewhat major character in that game that floats away. <laughs> if we don't know what I'm talking about, yep. Yeah. So if you don't see him in three, if you don't see him in the original marketings, I feel like they could pull some bullshit and have that person like, oh, mission seven is going to rescue this guy. He's in space or something like that. Like I can definitely see them pulling that, but if they if the marketing is led with that voice off camera, then yeah, then that those events are not canon. And I, I'd love to see Fiona. I'd love to see it's not Fiona. Who's the who's the dreadheaded character? Uh, oh, her sister. Yeah, her sister. Uh, I gotta look this up. From the. I her name. I'm about uh, to I, all I know is that Reese really had a thing for. Yeah, Reese. Well, she's a uh, funny thing. I know this, but I can't remember her name. Um, Sasha. Yes. Sasha is her name. Um, yeah. Wait, no. Sasha isn't her name. I'm wrong. Damn it. Oh, wait. No, I'm right. Sasha's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sasha. I want to see her come back because I love Sasha and Tales from the Borderlands. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like she has, because Fiona, she feels more like, a, I, how do I say this? Fiona would fit more in a Deus Ex type game and less of a Borderlands type game. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know if I agree. <laughs> just, just thinking about Fiona's character, she's a lot more sly. She's a lot more using her wits to get out of problems. I can imagine her trying to solve all of her problems with a big gun. But I, can, I can understand her existing in the Borderlands universe, though. Like, I, like mm-hmm. there, there's going to be people who are trying to swindle other people like on this planet. Yes. And I'd love to see, I'd love to get a mission from her. I'd love for her to be like an NPC we have to guide around or something like that. I just can't see her playable because I can't see her like, I can't see her launching a rocket launcher. (laughs) But I can see her sister doing it. I can see Sasha doing that all day because she's just the more rough and tumble, like, will kick a little bit. Isn't afraid to go head on on stuff. I feel like that's more her speed. You know who's not afraid? Who? Loaderbot. I was just about to say... Loaderbot would be good. There's one son after Loaderbot. Yeah, dude. I'd love to see Loaderbot. I once again, I don't think Loaderbot's going to be playable either. But I could see him replacing. I could see him taking center stage over Claptrap. I I'd love that. And like <laughs> Claptrap's all right. But... <laughs> Everyone hates Claptrap apparently. No, they're wrong. <laughs> Claptrap is only good when they re- when they're when the writers are in. Nope, that is Claptrap. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if he'll, I'm sure he'll be back in the third game because he's in every single Borderlands game. But I, I just don't know what else they could do with him. 
like it like at this point they've made the joke they've made him annoying and then they've already come back around and addressed how annoying he is yeah so like i don't know how what else they could do <laughs> also it's very key as to who the writer is for borderland for a borderlands 3 yeah because anthony birch was the writer for two and I, maybe some pre-sequel I should probably look that up. I know for Tales from the Borderlands, he he wrote a he either consulted or wrote a good chunk of that too. Um, and that the writing of Tales from the Borderlands out is better than anything in the main games by by a mile. Sure, I guess that's story related in general, so it kind of has to be. But <laughs> um, uh, who was the uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's her face from Last of Us? The voice actress oh, for it. Oh, uh, God, I know you're talking about. Um, she was in Facts of Life as a little kid. Uh, <laughs> no, not Facts of Life. Oh, she was in that sitcom, though. I forget the name. Uh, I can't think of it. You're talking about Ellie's voice actress, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Vulcan Salute is her Twitter name. I'm trying to think of her thing. The Last of Us. Voice actress. All right, Japanese voice. That's not what I want. Ashley Johnson. There we fucking go. Yeah, her character in Tales of the Borderlands was just was a, was so great. Oh, was she Gordy's? Yes. Oh my god, Gordy, dude. <laughs> Make Gordy's playable. I liked that character. That her, her character and Lorbots. That uh, whole exchange was the greatest thing in in the world. Yeah, like Gordy's and Loaderbot are fucking goals, dude. <laughs> like I'm telling you. Ah, man, I want Gordy's to take over as the claptrap like thing they keep coming back to. God, and you you know, I can't tell you how many times I've typed in I've typed in Gordy's plush to see if I can find a plush of Gordy's. I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm sure someone's made one on Etsy or something like I'll type like literally the first thing that popped up was Etsy and then Redbubble. Like I've typed it in so many times and all I can find are like stickers, but not like if there was Gordy's plush gearbox, if you're out there, or maybe I was gonna say Telltale, but they're gone. So, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. I, I just really want Gordy's plush. That is like the one thing. Like I have a giraffe from The Last of Us. I have a sack boy, and I have a ratchet and clank. But Gordy's is like the thing that I'd love to have as fucking plush. I love how out of all the things in the last, I, I have a giraffe. The giraffes are like. <laughs> everyone takes away from well that's that that's the happiest moment of a completely depressing game it's a really good moment but like it's so weird that like that's the thing everyone kind of like gravitates towards well true but think of it like this what what other big indicating factor of the last of us is there uh it's depressing all right do you have a physical embodiment of depression to put on your shelf yes (laughs) the whole entire game Good God. <laughs> no, the game's great. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. Honestly, the one thing I'm looking for, mm-hmm. which I, I, I don't understand how I have, how, why I haven't bought it already, is a... Uh, what was that Yoshi game for the Wii U? Uh, Yoshi's Inside Story. That is not no, right. No, it's Yoshi... Uh, Epic Yarn. Yeah, Yoshi. Is it Epic Yarn? Yes, it is Epic Yarn. Alright, I'm pretty sure you're right. No, I think Kirby... Oh, Woolly World! Yeah, yeah. Woolly, Woolly World. yeah, Kirby's Yarn is what it was. But yeah, Woolly World. So what about Woolly World? No, I've 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 re- like ever since the game came out, I've been on the hunt for a um for the uh the Yarn Yoshis? Yeah. yeah. I think there's <laughs> some out there. You probably got to look pretty hard right now. Yeah. But... I'm on I'm on Etsy right now and 
<laughs> no, those are like official. You can get those like, like from a GameStop though. probably. There's a oh fuck GameStop. They, they, they need to go die. Wow. I That's... mean, I had a I had an interesting experience in GameStop recently that I kind of don't want to share on air, but yeah, <laughs> kind of leaning towards that way too. Oh boy, they have blue Yoshi and green Yoshi's on Walmart and Amazon. There's amiibos that are made of yarn. Pretty sure. Yeah, it literally says yarn amiibo, and oh, it's man, cute as fuck. Oh, the whole whole thing's yarn. The base is sewn into their butt. That is amazing. <laughs> oh man, that's actually pretty cool. Man, hopefully I'll start caring about Nintendo more and then I'll get dragged into this rabbit hole. Man, Amiibos are great. I'm never going to buy one. <laughs> that's you know what? I might buy the Salt Snake one. Oh, yeah. That's coming out soon, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, good stuff. Shout out to Amiibos. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, hopefully hopefully Borderlands 3 isn't trash. <laughs> if, if it is even the thing that they are coming to announce. Um, I, I will say another thing I'm hoping. Um... I've talked about Shadow Warrior 2 um, on this podcast and how I feel like they do the looter shooter thing better than any other looter shooter I've played. Um, I hope Borderlands takes a, takes a, I don't know, takes a play, takes a page out of their playbook. That's the phrase I'm looking for. Because um, I, I don't think you were on Hunter when I was talking about this. Um, but long story short, uh, Borderlands, their whole thing is we have a million guns, but Shadow Warrior, they have about 50 guns. But the way that they make the loot randomize is they have a bunch of gems that you can socket into your weapons to give them new properties. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So similar to the uh, rune crafting system from Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah, actually, that's <laughs> that's a good comparison. I didn't think of that. Um, like a good example of it is like, of course, you'll find gems that you can put on your your pistol, and now will be like an acid pistol or a fire pistol, or you can find something super rare, put it on your pistol, and now it's dual wield. So it, it really goes pretty extensive and you can find like you can find rocket launcher ammo that turns it into cluster rockets um, and different stuff like that. I hope Borderlands takes a page from that because I, I one thing that annoyed me a little bit, especially in the in the beginning parts of Borderlands 2, um, once, once you find a weapon, you're switching weapons constantly, which is leading you to be in a menu so much. Um, I feel like once you find a good groove, once you find a good set of weapons in Shadow Warrior, you're using those weapons for big chunks of time and you're just sliding out gems, which is a little bit of a faster process. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love it if, if Borderlands only had like maybe not a million weapons, but maybe like probably a hundred seems conservative for them. Um, but out of those a hundred, you know, you can have your favorites, but you can slot gems in them that will keep them, you know, different every time. I, I generally like the like the that they have like a million different like guns. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't mind them scaling it back. Yeah, because at a certain point when you have this many guns, like n- none of them are that special. That's what it feels yeah. like. It becomes a point of like, okay, what this one just has higher damage. I'll just go with this one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel particularly attached to guns when I get try and get rid of them. Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a whole different vibe if they do switch it up there, but. Uh... Hey, we'll we'll see what they do in the future. Um, I, I I trust Gearbox still, despite the the stumbles they've had in, in their career in their history. I, I still trust them to at least do right by Borderlands. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, and going on to uh, now, I see <laughs> Alan. I saw you posted another news story in there, and I think we'll we'll, we'll briefly talk about that real quick. Um, 
just because I don't want to, we can just bounce between this and the next story since I think they're both going to be a little bit smaller. Um, so looking down here, apparently, so we got some new information on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is the uh, Star Wars game that Respawn's working on, the Titanfall 2 and Apex Legends developer. Um, so Chris Avalon is writing for the game. <laughs> and you guys might know Chris Avalon from uh, a bunch of other games he's worked on. Um, I think he's on, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, he's on Dying Light 2? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He he's a on lot the- in Dying Light 2. Yeah, like when they announced the game, they came out with him to show that they were really focusing on narrative. Um, oh man, that game looks awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, Dying Light 2 is going to be awesome, I'm sure, but he, he's also done some older stuff. He's done Star Wars Night of the Old Republic, another Star Wars game. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 2, Wasteland 2, Planescape Torment. He's done a lot. Um, and he, he's very good with... It seems like his specialty is like the more branching narrative stuff. He's done a lot of stuff with Obsidian. But, you know, see, seeing letting him get something that is surely going to be a more... Because I'm imagining this game is going to be a lot like Force Unleashed, where it's going to be a little bit more linear. I, I'd be excited to see what he gets to do with something a little bit more linear. Um. But I want to ask, do you guys think, because considering his pedigree, do you guys think this is going to be a little bit more choose-your-own-adventure-ish than we originally thought? Or do you think this is just him getting to do something more linear? Uh, I don't know. Well, keep uh, in mind, there were choices in Force Unleashed. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't I, know if those were impactful. My general feeling, like my genuine feeling, mm-hmm. is that it's just going to be like conversation trees and stuff. Uh, but I don't, I don't, here's the thing. All I know is the fucking title. <laughs> so who knows? That's, I mean, hey, until I think April for Star Wars Celebration, they're finally going to show off this game. But until then, that's all anybody knows. This is just his title. And the fact that uh, Stig Asmussen, formerly of uh, the former director of God of War 3, he's on this project. So that just gives you a little bit of a hint of the type of game we're looking at, probably. I'm sure this game's going to be awesome. Like, I, 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 I just generally think it will be. It's just... I wish I knew more. Because mm-hmm. it's really close excited. without knowing much. It's hard to get me excited about something I know nothing about. I guess. Yeah. But I mean, it's a Star Wars game made being made by Visceral. Who's making it? Oh, it's a uh, respawn. Yeah. Oh, Visceral's so dead. <laughs> amazing. I guess. Yeah. I mean, respawn's ama- yes, respawn's amazing. I-, I could. There might be a little bit of concern because respawn. They're the the team that made Call of Duty Four what it is and Titanfall One and Two. This is going to be their first third person game. I don't think there's too much to worry about that there, especially since they have once again Sig Asmussen, who God of War Three, despite what people might think about it, is a great game. Um, the game controls great, and like I generally like that game. So exactly, yeah. So I, I think they're in solid hands when it comes from a game perspective, and with Chris Avalon there doing narrative, I think they're in good hands as well. Um. The only thing I'm a little concerned about is how closely they're going to tie it to the narrative because I feel like a big crutch that, or not crutch, but a big handicap that came to Battlefront 2's campaign was the fact that they were so closely tied to the films that they couldn't really do crazy things with the narrative too much. I don't think that this is going to be tied to any of it. Well, yeah, I think they were saying this is this like takes place after... Uh, Empire Strikes Back and is before... Not Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Return, Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. Yes, that's it. That's it. So it, it, take, it seems like it's self-contained, and it takes place right after they blow up, uh, what, Tatooine, I want to say? Alderaan. Alderaan, Alderaan. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh God. I saw those movies recently, but I'm still like, ah, oh, lore. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what they'll do with it. it. Hopefully they don't do the thing that Battlefront did where they're like, we have all the characters from the movies in this game. Look at them go. But it's also like, well, because you have them here, you can't do crazy things with the original characters you made. So blah. <laughs> and plus that game just felt like it was, it was very clearly like the multiplayer was made first and now we're doing this campaign, which isn't to say it's hacked on. It's just to say that the gameplay of both were so similar. That it kind of just felt you were felt like you were in arenas in the single player, um, but I don't think this game is going to be that at all. So uh, yeah, we'll find out about it. Um, come April, we will find out some more information. Uh, specifically, let's see if they keep. Um, yeah, next month at Star Wars Celebration, we're gonna find out on April fifteenth. We're gonna find out what this game is more than the title. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, and so going on to the actual final story. Uh, <laughs> no shade here for uh, you giving me a new story, but hey, I love talking about Star Wars when I can. Uh, anyway, we have some other speculation. We speculated on Borderlands 3, now Watch Dogs 3. Um, there's speculation that it might actually be coming to London this year. Um, and when I say this year, I mean it's actually rumored to release this year in place of the normal annual Assassin's Creed that we usually get. Um, so what do you guys think about this? I don't know if any of you tried out either Watch Dogs 1 or 2. Um, I Watch Dogs 2 a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm with you. I, I think PlayStation in Europe is a great idea. I, I'm i excited to see what this game is, and uh, I I like Watch Dogs enough where I feel like this is... Ubisoft has like finally hit their stride where I don't feel like I hate them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> where I don't feel like they're just evil. Um, Again, good thing we don't have Graydon on the show, or else he'd be just <laughs> going on a rant about the bounty hunter system in Odyssey. Oh yeah, he he really hates that bounty hunter it system in be, Odyssey. To be fair, it is kind of, um, but yeah, I I'm excited. Like I I like Watch Dogs a lot, and Watch Dogs Three, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on board as well. I I hope they. Because a big reason why I love Watch Dogs 2 so much, much like you, um, I liked it because A, Marcus as a character is just like, I mean, he, he's a char- he's a charismatic black guy. <laughs> so I saw... He's also not Aiden Pierce, so he's got that going for him. Exactly. He's not a cardboard cutout. <laughs> so yeah, just just from that perspective alone, like he, he'd make references to rappers that I like. So I'm like, yo, like I, I see myself a lot in, in, uh, in Marcus. So I, I don't think they'll... I'm not gonna, you know, assume for a second that this new protagonist of a Watch Dogs three is gonna, you know, hit me in the same relatable way. But if if they keep that tone, I'll be fine with it. Uh, also, bring back hashtag bring back Bobo Dakes. Wait, hold up, Bobo Dakes. What was that? He was the the uh, when you when you get the uh, not beat up when you go after the Barn Shkreli uh, guy. Oh, the, the rapper you make a, a soundboard out of. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was a dumb mission. <laughs> I love it so much. It's Bobo Dakes, bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I forgot I even played through that. It's so uh, amazing. Oh my god. Yeah, I gotta I gotta play that game some more. Um, but yeah, I totally where was it? Where was it? Yeah, I totally want them to with them being in a new town, I hope they take more advantage of because I feel like what Watch Dogs One they were obviously doing this, Watch Dogs Two they did it. I want them to take full advantage of like the hacking system, yeah. um, because 
because part of this rumor is not only is it coming out this year, not only is it coming out in London, but it seems like they're going to be focusing more on the stealth elements of it. Meaning, like, even they said they are even going to, you know, scale back the type of automatic weapons you can use. Like, seems like there won't be assault rifles in the game. It'll only be like pistols that, and maybe SMGs. That makes sense, considering mm-hmm. where it takes place. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, great point. They don't quite have the same, you know, freedom to armaments as we do, but uh, probably for the better. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm interested to see how that's going to change the game as a whole because I, some of my favorite moments in Watch Dogs 2 was getting on the outside of a base and just plugging in my little laptop and letting my drones go ahead and do the work. Okay, I need a, like something to mm-hmm. something that will make me want to go back and oh fuck, I have to restart. That's another game I have to restart. You got to restart. What you, so I'm guessing you didn't play Watch Dogs 2 or you barely got into it. I got into I got like an hour in. <laughs> you barely dipped your toes. <laughs> and the thing is, again, I played it first on the PS on my old PS4. Mm-hmm. Lost a save. Lost a save. Damn. <laughs> I have it for Xbox One. I mean, hey, no matter what you play, it's going to be good. I just need like a, something to hook me into it. Some, something that's going to hook you into it? Yeah. All right. So now we got to give a compelling elevator pitch for Watch Dogs 2. Um, think like, ooh. So it has that tone. Okay. Have you seen the movie Blind Spotting? Yeah. Okay. Great. That tone, but like just a little bit more uplifting. <laughs> oh, that is. Okay. okay. Yeah. That is what the game is. Because what I liked about Blind Spotting, it, it, it had some serious moments, but it was like very like lighthearted in a lot of it. Um, that's what most of Watch Dogs 2 is. Now, there's like maybe I can count on one hand how many like dark, serious top moments are in a game and they're very few and far between. But think about that. And But it leans a lot more into the less of the hood lifestyle, more of the San Francisco stereotypical lifestyle. So, like, I mean, one of your, one of the people in your, uh, in your hacker squad, uh, I think DeadSec, one of the people in your DeadSec squad, um, she's a, I think she's an Egyptian lesbian, and um, that's just like to to kind of deliver that stereotype of oh everyone everyone in San Francisco is like you know free wave lesbian feminist <laughs> all that crap. That's like they don't really like make jokes about that, but that's the type of people you're seeing, and they don't really like hammer home that everyone's like oh I identify as this. There's not really jokes about that. It's just those types of people, and I mean me having been to San Francisco like at least twice now, those people are really fun and good people to hang out with and just very positive in general. And that's how you feel when you're playing this game. And so just the whole vibe of everything, like the musical choices as well is just like some good music in there that just make that's just fun to drive around to. Um it's just a really fun game. I, I, I really don't know I feel like I'm doing a really terrible job of giving a like a big hook, but it's it's a it's it's the best elf game I've ever played. <laughs> Maybe not the best, but definitely my favorite. I'll say that. Um, if you play it, if you play it the way that they hope you play it, where you're you know using all your gadgets and you're using all your power ups and you're not just running in you know guns blazing, you will have a lot of fun with it. So if you like stealth, do you are you a fan of stealth at all? I am not great at stealth. <laughs> I mean, that's a big reason why I don't mess with stealth games. I'm not great at it either. But like, especially with Here's the thing with Watch Dogs 2, because the problem in every stealth game, once you're seen, everyone knows where you are. But with Watch Dogs 2, you can just pull up your little drone, slide in. If they find your drone, 
the worst they do is shoot down your drone and then you have to go in. They still don't know where you are, but you just lost your drone. So you have to go in in person and then you have to actually hide and, you know, sneak around that way. And their cover system is really good for sneaking around as well. They have that kind of like ghost recon type cover system where you're, you know, selecting a point and you're just running over there. You're not having to like analog go around corners and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that's good. I, I remember once when I did get seen, mm-hmm. once they like once someone saw me, I was able to knock that person out with the uh, starting melee weapon. Oh, okay. And get the and I eventually would get the drop and take down each one. Hmm. Okay, so you know what the hell you're doing. But then again, that was like two years ago. <laughs> okay, guess that ain't the move then. Uh- and and considering how how much time I I only lost like like the skill level I lost with Spider Man after only three months. <laughs> you can only imagine how much you've lost after all these years. You 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 you'll never know how much I've forgotten about. <laughs> I mean, honestly, me talking about Watch Dogs right now, I actually, when I got the game, I got it for like 20 bucks full price with the season pass. And this is like the year it came out. So I got a great deal on it. I need to go back and play that season pass content because I only played like the first drop and that's it. So yeah, you're, you're making me want to go back to this game, which I hate because I have all these other games I want to play, but huh, such is life. Um, but yeah, Watch Dogs 2 is a great game. Um, it's just, it's a positive world to exist in. Especially for a stealth game, because a lot of stealth games I feel like are super oppressive. Like Deus Ex, I played through in that kind of oppressive dark world. Um, Dishonored, kind of similar vibes. This is the most positive stealth game. Um, it seems like that's what they're leaning into in Watch Dogs 3. Uh, now, I'll, I'll ask this. Um, I, I guess what for, for Hunter, I'd ask, what features are you hoping that they put in 3? And for Alan... What features do you think would get you more interested to try out three since you haven't tried two? At least not as much. Uh, uh you know, I I I like the um how you'd find like songs in a world and um in Watch Dogs two. Mm. Like that whole Shazam's mechanic. I love that too, that's a good one. Um I like the um I like the three D printer stuff. Like that that was always I generally really like how how the, that store works. Um, gen- mostly, it's just like I really just want like that the- thematic kind of like the thematicness of that the first uh, Watch Dogs two uh, mm-hmm. to come back. Like, I just want the feel similar. I don't. Uh, you can, like they can change the mechanics a little bit, and I'm fine with that. Um, but it's just like I just want to play a Watch Dogs game again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird to say, considering how fucked up that first game was. Hey, man, I, I have a feeling the first game isn't as awful as people say. Once again, this is another thing I do all the time where I'm like, I don't think that game's that bad. Played one hour. Uh, so well, with, with Ubisoft games, it's always the first one's always bad, but the next one is really good. Yeah. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, The Division, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Well, The Division oh. was, was good by the end of its life cycle. Yeah, it, 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 it just takes a while. Here's the thing: of like, I think they're they they listen to feedback, and like, yes, I, I'm hoping that Watch Dogs Three continues that theme. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure it will. Uh, I don't think because there's no like super annualized thing like Assassin's Creed had. I, f- I have a feeling Watch Dogs Three is going to be their black flag rather than their Assassin's Creed Three. Yep. 
I just have a feeling because they they've learned so much from the more recent Assassin's Creed games as well, and you know they've been they see where the where the paint's going towards like you know these open world games that you can play with friends. So uh, I'm I'm hoping it's not like a Destiny type, but if if they can deliver, just like because I I actually played <laughs> I only played it for like an app like half an hour, but I was just playing right before this some uh, Red Dead Online. Um, so if they can deliver that Red Dead Online experience where you're in an open world with a bunch of people, but with the hacker aesthetic and those gameplay systems, I'd be down. I'd be down to see what that is. Um, yeah, just hacking people, just hacking NPCs and getting money. That could be dope. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Um, I'm excited for Watch Dogs 3, Watch Dogs 2, one of my favorite games of the generation. Marcus, one of my favorite characters of all time. Uh, should be dope. Uh, we just gotta wait and see. Yeah, E3 is gonna be interesting. I'll say that. Awesome, definitely. Uh, it's gonna be the weirdest E3 ever. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it will be. I won't have a E3 event to go to for PlayStation this year. Well, First time in four years. Uh, it's Microsoft's time to shine. Hopefully, they uh, step up. Yeah, I mean, I didn't include it in the news this week, but from the sound of it, they got a lot of shit to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, which will be super interesting going into next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested excited. in Bethesda's conference if I have one. I'm, I, I'm <laughs> interested too because what, after everything with Fallout 76, what are they gonna do? Mm-hmm. I mean, how well, did they open I, that conference? <laughs> it's just them bringing a copy of Fallout 76 on stage. <laughs> now Todd Howard just comes out. Hey y'all, my B. <laughs> I know I said some things last time. I, I know I said well, I wouldn't well, hit you, I baby. That I that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I I can. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things to look forward to for E3. Uh, even EA. I mean, with you know, Star Wars will have already been talked about. Anthem will have already been you know deemed a flop or whatever it will be by the time the content comes out. We don't even know what's next for them. So like people are always like, oh, they're just going to show next gen games. They're just going to show next gen games. They're like we got like. Two years max before PS5 comes out. Like in my like, I I fully believe we have a year or two years before it comes out. Like, I'm thinking, come, I'm thinking next. Go ahead, go ahead. A lot can come out in that time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot could come out in that time. But I'm 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 pretty certain that next fall is next gen. <laughs> I'd be okay with like like I said like it's within the next two years. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying it's not gonna happen then, but like. I, I just don't see how people are like, oh, it's all, everything's going to come out for next gen now. It's like, oh, well, let's just wait and see, because don't, we don't know what, when exactly it's dropping. Exactly. And also, I'm not, I'm not dying for new consoles anyway right now, so... Me neither, so... Yeah, I, I mean, feel like... Dumb, but... Yeah, I feel like this generation, we've hit a saturation point where there's so many games out that people care about that are going cheap so fast... Or free on PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live so fast that it's hard to keep up. Or you've been playing Destiny for two years straight or Division or any of these like, you know, service games. Then you look up and there's all these other games you want to try out. So by the time the next consoles come out, you feel like you already have plenty to play. Yeah. So, I know it's supposed to be the Xbox mm-hmm. Defender. Yeah. But remember how when from Xbox, original Xbox, Xbox 360, there's only like four years of lesson, like three and a half, four years of, of like support for the original Xbox. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I wonder. Well, I, I'm sure they only switched that up because the first Xbox was like 
oh man, this is fine, but we're still, in, we're very clearly and comfortably in second place. Like they really wanted to smack people in the mouth with the next generation as fast as they could. Which of course led to the horrible red rings that everyone had with the 360s. But hey man, it got them where they are today. Yeah, I mean, my Xbox, I still have my Xbox 360, I think it was my eighth or ninth. <laughs> Good God. And uh, yeah, that's all I have left from prior to Sandy as my Vita died. Oh, damn. All right, big Vita. Yeah, production for Vita's ended this week, too. So let me go no. ahead and, let me go ahead and pour, pour one out of this proverbial cup that only has a little bit of cranberry grape juice in it, left in it, but I'm not going to actually pour it out because that'd be ludicrous. Um, yeah, Vita, I'll, I'll love you forever. And one day I'll finally beat Gravity Rush 2 and maybe start Persona 4 Golden. Uh, one of these days. Um, but yeah, that sounds like all we got today for the podcast um i was able to keep it under two hours again what's up y'all yeah uh, good job everybody good job team hell yeah um, we did it hell yeah um so before we actually head out we're gonna of course do a little bit of housekeeping so um you guys know what's up we're still doing the playstation all-stars battle royale um ultimate roster showdown um technically it's just called the playstation all-stars ultimate roster showdown um, big names that are complicated to say. Who who knew? Um, that's still going on, and this week's matchup is going to be between, or isn't going to be like it's it's live now. You can click over to our Twitter, which will be in the description. Um, but this week it's going to be uh, Raziel. Raziel, thank you. I can't like I already screwed up how to spell Legacy of Kane, so Raziel, yeah, I'm like you're oh. welcome. I fixed the. Uh, I just had to, like on my iPad. I just quick, quick, like fix the titles. <laughs> I just no. I, I just replaced just back, backspace the the C instead of the K. So All right, I <laughs> appreciate that. Um, so yeah, legacy. So Raziel from Legacy of King versus Sir Galahad or Grayson from the Order eighteen eighty six. Um, because Graydon, for some reason, has a thing for people whose name are close to his name, <laughs> which is weird. It's like me having an obsession with Emmett Smith, despite the different spelling. Um, <laughs> So yeah, um, so yeah, go out and vote for that one. That one's going to be up on our Twitter, and also we have the article on the site where we make our arguments. Um, last week, I actually <laughs> wiped the floor with Hunter over here. Um, Not bitter at all. <laughs> yeah, it was at, last week, as I probably said on the podcast last week. It was uh, Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid versus Alloy from Rise of Zero Dawn, and I got that fifty nine percent of the vote. I'm glad it was it was Alloy and it's not Grayson from Eight Order Eighteen Eighty Six. <laughs> but Alloy, Alloy deserves it. But like, man, I would be really mad if it was Grayson. <laughs> like, for real was, dude, I I don't even blame me. I feel like if Grayson wins this, because just looking at the the current uh current you know matchup, if Grayson wins this, it's fifty fifty right now. Holy shit! So go out and vote for that. Don't vote for Grayson. What? <laughs> if if Sir Galahad wins this, I feel like it's going to cause an uproar, especially Legacy of Kane is so well beloved. Yeah, um, Connor McGraw uh, will kill Graydon. <laughs> I can only imagine. Uh, so yeah, if you want to prevent a murder, <laughs> actually vote for Galahad because screw all yeah. of you. <laughs> can I just mention what the thing that you toyed around with? Oh, uh, yeah. About Go ahead. Two possible. A possible match that could happen. Oh yeah, you can say a hypothetical. We'll talk about it later if it does happen. Emmett brought up in our in the group chat that 
since PlayStation were was the the main or was lead mm-hmm. design, lead platform lead platform for both Batman or both both the Arkham games and Spider Man, obviously that being exclusive. Yeah, that could be a possible match. Yep. That's, <laughs> I, I think that might actually be a match one of these days when I want to have a big megaton. <laughs> we'll see. Because we have to find, because I could do, I could easily write about Spider-Man all day. You're talking to the man who cried during Spider-Man Homecoming for like two hours. So, and, don't forget, and there was another game that was lead platform. Hmm. Like another superhero game? Not a superhero, but a very cult or widely appreciated game. Hmm. Portal 2. Oh, shit. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Ooh, dude, you just opened up a crazy possibility. Uh, oh, no. My brain's going to break. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm, ooh, we're going to get off of that before I get a hernia on the podcast. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that we, so anyway, <laughs> get off that tangent. Um, that is going to be the match for this week. So get up there, get on our Twitter, go read our arguments, and make your choice. And please, for the love of God, make the right choice and get Galahad on there. Anyway, <laughs> Ready at Dawn deserves a recognition, if anything else. So do 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 the right thing. Um, and then going on for some other stuff on our site. Um, once again, we say this just about every week. Uh, Josh has put up his. Uh, I want to say he's put up the his backlog to the front um, for this week. Yeah, week eight. Um, that is up, and I'm specifically going to give a shout-out to that one because he beat Titanfall 2, and he takes about Titanfall 2, and that is one of my favorite games of all time. So check that shit out. Um, that will be linked below. Um, there's yeah. a review coming up from Josh. Yes, there is a review. I didn't catch the name of the game he's reviewing. Uh, the Caligula Effect Overdose. Oh, I've heard of that game. Um, shit, that's going to be exciting. Uh, so yeah, look out for yet another review from us, uh, from Josh specifically. That'll be on the site soon. Um, yeah, he uh, he shared a moment or a screenshot from the game about yeah a character being having anxiety about five people. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one of those games, and it was very it was a very anime AF looking scene. So um, we'll, we'll stay tuned to see what he thinks about that game. I guess. Um, so yeah, going on. Uh, also, stay tuned to the YouTube channel. YouTube has a bunch of things going on. Um, it's funny we had talked about the Yu-Gi-Oh thing, but <laughs> I don't know what the what the the destiny of Saturday morning Yu-Gi-Oh is gonna be going to be. Oh, that, on. that's it's dead in the water. <laughs> yeah, we, it's better than Lee's corpse. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, if you didn't play Walking Dead season one, too bad. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that. Oh one... no! Did I spoil something? <laughs> Damn you, spoil owl! <laughs> I mean, I feel like so many people have played that already that it's not a spoiler. But I don't know. Depending on how I'm feeling, I might bleep that out. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's like so many years old now. Um, we're we're not gonna say what game it's from. Um, but anyway, <laughs> from the Invincible game. The Invincible game. <laughs> yes, let's go with that. Um, so yeah, once again, look at our YouTube channel. We got a whole bunch of stuff on there. Um, Walking Dead episodes, uh, as we talked about, you're going to get some Life is Strange content. We're going to discuss specifics on that, but Life is Strange is coming to that channel in some capacity. Um, and also, uh, that dream stream is killing it with the views. Jesus Christ. I, 
I did not realize this many people cared about dreams, but also are... another video that mm -hmm. that should that'll be up by the time this is up. Josh yeah. Josh Miller's LHG plays episode or episode one of LHG plays, which will be an anthology series of us playing different games, like yep. one shots. Mm -hmm. He played Rise of Insanity, which is yeah. a psychological horror game. Mm -hmm. And it definitely looks cray. <laughs> like I, I watched like the first few like I guess seconds of it just to make sure it was going good, and I was like, "Yo, what the hell is this?" So <laughs> yeah, I it's... plan on doing I plan on doing that or doing one with RBI Baseball uh, nineteen. Mm, yeah, that'll be a good one. And then another one on the Far Superior Baseball game. I'll be the show uh, nineteen. <laughs> yeah, keep it real. Shout out Sony San Diego. Yeah. Shout out to Guns Up, which is another game that they made that's an RTS on console. Um, free to play at that. Um, it's a fun game. Anyway, tangents, murder them now. Um, so yes, that's, uh, that's all the stuff on our YouTube channel. Please check out the YouTube channel and support us there as well. And uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to pimp? Uh, I, I feel like that's everything I can think of. Uh, if, if you listen to the show, you probably already listened to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you probably listened to, you know, the Phantom Zone stuff, probably already to uh, the Untitled Queer podcast and stuff like that on the Lost Hero Network. Um, uh, Legion of Tune, Smallville Chronicles, and now Comics. Yep, yep. There's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff to suckle up on. Uh, <laughs> that's a weird... I don't know why that's the phrase I use, but okay. Um... But yeah, there's plenty of stuff to listen to and watch. So uh, just make sure you uh, you stay up to date on what's popping. Um, once again, our Twitters are going to be linked down. And I've also gotten in the habit of linking to each of our individual Twitters as well in the podcast description. So yeah, follow. That'll be the case for any guests that pop on if they have a Twitter. So yeah, just be on the lookout for that too if you want to follow each of us individually. As well, well, Hunter as. doesn't want anyone to follow him. No. <laughs> No, well, we have this conversation every week on fans. Don't follow that's him. That's true. <laughs> yeah, don't follow him, but Ever. for the rest of us. Ever. <laughs> I'll know yeah, it's yeah. you. Yeah, man. He'll fucking kill you in your sleep. Um, that's how it be. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much all we got for the episode this week. Thank you guys for uh, chilling with us on this uh, pleasant weekend evening. And I'm going to go play some Deep Rock Galactic and see what all the not-so-hype hype is about. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's pretty much all we got. Thank you guys for being with us, and um, we shall talk to you later. Once again, this has been uh, Alan. Hello. You, you say hello at the end of the podcast? Okay. Uh, <laughs> and this has been Hunter. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hunter's just been held hostage just in time for us to end the show. Um, and this has been Emmett Watkins Jr., and I'm about to go call the hostage negotiator. Um, but before I do that, let me remind you all once again to keep it real, keep it true. Adios. You're listening to the Lost Hero Podcast Network.